Welcome to my Tech Roundup for Friday the 11th of August 2023. Well, an AI-generated deep fake has been making the rounds, and I think it's pretty convincing. It's called uh, Joshua Avatar 2.0, and apparently uh, in the tweet, uh, Joshua Zhu says that both of these clips were 100% AI-generated featuring my own avatar and voice clone. Uh, and here is a sample of the audio from his voice clone. In the early days of computer programming, a significant historical anecdote is known as Grace Hopper and the Bug. In 1947, at Harvard University, Rear Admiral Grace Hopper was working on the Mark II computer. One day, the system stopped working, and technicians discovered a moth trapped between the contacts of a relay. Pretty impressive, I reckon. You can listen to the full audio and and see the the video as well at uh, my corresponding blog post. Researchers have published a paper on guessing passwords with AI by listening to the sounds made by your keyboard over a Zoom call. The researchers from the University of Surrey, Durham University and Royal Holloway, University of London, pressed each of 36 keys on a MacBook Pro including all of the letters and numbers, 25 times in a row, using different fingers and with varying pressure. The sounds were recorded both over a Zoom call and on a smartphone near the keyboard. The team then trained a machine learning system to recognise features of the acoustic signals associated with each key. They tested the system on the remaining data and found that it could accurately assign the correct key to a sound 95% of the time when the recording was made over a phone call and 93% of the time when it was made over a Zoom call. The study is not the first to show that sounds can identify keystrokes, but the team says their study uses the most advanced methods and has achieved the highest accuracy so far. A new AI model generates 3D textured meshes based on a single unposed photo. It's called uh, Magic123. Google has announced Notebook LM, an AI-powered notebook where you can feed in your own Google Docs and then get summaries, ask questions about the content, and generate ideas based on the content. For example, you could ask it, generate a script for a short video on this topic, or what questions would potential investors ask uh, where you had fed it in a pitch for your startup, for example. It appears journalists still don't understand the shitposting culture on X and that they might not want to take everything too seriously. Someone wrote an entire Insider article about a, uh, a joke post. Uh, Thanks, Musk. How are partners ever going to explain an $8 a month credit card charge for X premium? <laughs> Where someone joked that, uh, my wife just texted me this and I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. <laughs> That, or they're just trying to cash in on some of the engagement too. On to some developer content. Uh, there's a video on how to use, um, or how F1 are using AWS. You can check that out in the blog post. And I was researching Backblaze, a cloud internet backup service, and found an interesting article in the register on a data breach that occurred. Uh, so. Uh, the article is called Backblaze on the Backfoot After Inadvertently Beaming Customer Data to Facebook. 
backup company says tracking code now removed, but what info was sent? So it's a great reminder that you can have end-to-end -end encrypted services, but at some stage, the data has to be decrypted to show to the user. And if there's a bug in the front end of your app where the data is visible, bam. In this case, they added some JavaScript code using Google Tag Manager, commonly used to add advertising slash analytics tracking code by marketing teams, but they didn't restrict the URL pattern to only target their public pages. So it also ran on uh, authenticated pages that it wasn't supposed to. Personally, it would seem like a good idea to not even have Google Tag Manager on the authenticated section of your site for precisely this reason. Have you ever wondered how reliable SSDs are at scale? Well, fear not. Here's a study of 1.4 million SSDs by researcher Professor Bianca Schroeder and NetApp uh, in ZNet. Uh, an interesting finding, drives with less usage experienced higher replacement rates. You can read the, the full article uh, in the link in the blog post. Google announced a new browser-based code editor this week called IDX. IDX is based on VS Code, and the vision is a full-fidelity local environment with AI smarts, quick starting points for apps using popular frameworks, a Linux-based VM in a data center near you, and quick deploys to Firebase hosting and, soon, Android and iOS simulators in browser. Looks, uh, looks pretty interesting. There's a, an article by Adi Osmani, and you can sign up to a waitlist for it. While I was looking at new JavaScript proposals on GitHub, I noticed they mentioned Serenity as one of the browser engines to add these features to, in addition to the usual suspects such as Chromium and WebKit. Serenity OS is a hobby Unix-like OS created in 2018 by Andreas Kling. He went as far as to write his own web browser from scratch which is a pretty massive undertaking. At a recent SID CSS meetup, I discovered the CH CSS unit, which refers to the width of one character, the zero character specifically. You can use it to specify container widths based on the number of characters you want to fit in. So you could write a CSS selector like main max width 75CH. In future, you'll be able to use the same regular expression capture group name in different OR segments. So currently, if you're doing string matching with regular expressions and maybe you're matching the year, but uh, you've got several different options for the format, uh, currently you have to use different names for each of the capture groups. So you can't have a single year group uh, in in the regular expression. So there's a new uh, TC39 proposal where you can um, you can have that, and it's now in Safari Technology Preview, and there's also a Babel plugin for it. Uh, so you can Google the proposal duplicate named cap uh, proposal duplicate named capturing groups. Also, in modern OSs, you can enable a reduced transparency accessibility option to make the UI easier to read. 
The experimental prefers reduced transparency CSS media query allows you to adjust your web UI to suit this preference. You can try it out today in Chrome Canary with the experimental web platform features flag enabled. So you could do something like menu has an opacity of 0.4 and then add a media query for prefers reduced transparency and make that menu opacity one, for example. The new search HTML element provides a semantic way to identify a search or filtering area as an alternative to role equals search. So screen readers can provide quick access to it. The idea is to be able to write semantic accessible HTML without having to use ARIA. It isn't available in any browsers yet, but um, you can read about it by Googling the search element. Well, that's it for this week. Have a great weekend.